this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. everybody welcome back to dustin's vinyl oh my goodness what a week huh it's been a crazy week um i uh don't want to get too crazy with what's happening in the world but uh you know i'm sure a lot of you are just kind of in a weird place and hopefully today we can kind of distract you a little with uh you know music and whatnot and talk about vinyl records which i love so much uh this week i know a lot of you uh saw some of the crazy stuff on the news and uh the storm <laughs> the storming of the capital <laughs> i think jeff was there actually uh, were you wearing that furry hat was that you with the with the viking thing i think that that might have been uh, jeff I, i'm not going to comment on that during this podcast <laughs> Okay, so there's this guy who I thought was Jeff the whole time, um, my co-host, but uh, apparently it's not. It's an out-of-work actor. And the only guy I think that can pull off the fur hat is this guy, and that's Ian Astrobery, uh from The Cult. I think he's the only one that could pull that look off. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so let's stop storming the Capitol and let's start, you know, mosh pitting again and uh, get that vaccine out there so we can we can put that energy somewhere else. And that's what I feel is happening with um, all this crazy energy. People are, you know, they aren't putting it in the right place. You got to, you know, put it in a rock and roll, put it into music. That's where I've always put my angst. We have a band today that we're going to bring up a little bit later that uh, is all about that angst. And what when you don't, you know, when you disagree with what's happening in the world, you know, rock and roll is a good place to seek out because it, it, it takes you to another place and, you know, you can put that energy there. So enough of the bullshit politics crap. Um, uh, I want to do my random pull today, which is arguably uh, the greatest jazz album of all time. Um, I've said that many people have said that this is miles Davis kind of blue. Um, this album is phenomenal. If you're not if you're not a jazz head, just become a jazz head because this is the album that you should probably. This is the starter kit for uh, for Miles Davis. If you if you don't know the work of Miles, I'm sure you heard the name. He's an an amazing trumpet player. And the thing is, it's pretty easy if you know how to play guitar and make a guitar sound cool. It's pretty easy to make the drums sound cool, and even a saxophone. But to make a trumpet sound like you know modern rock jazz blues he did everything with the trumpet and this is a really cool album so if you and it's in so many people are on this album you have paul chambers john coltrane is on this bill evans it's it's really just a phenomenal album and one thing i think jazz is the greatest um art form and the greatest music of all time is because a lot of it is impromptu you know a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh the traveling willberries and all this stuff the jazz musicians have been doing that forever where you know they'll just get in a room and just go 
And so that's what's great about jazz. Um, if you're not into it yet, it's, it's just this, you know, kind of spontaneity and improv that um, creates such great music. And there's a lot of improv on this album. A lot of guys just went into the jam session. So um, I recommend this album. If you get a chance, uh, check it out. It's really it's really an amazing album. And it's, uh, it was in 1959 this album came out, which and it still holds up. It, it sounds better than any modern jazz I've heard in the past couple of years. And so uh, Miles Davis is the dude and a true rock star, man. Um, this guy lived a crazy life and he's just a true rock star in every sense of the way. And the fact that he's carrying a trumpet is makes him even cooler. It's a very hard. This, but it's, besides the flute, I think the flute is the other very difficult. <laughs> Jethro Tull, Tull was able to pull off the 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 cool tr uh, flute noise, and then the other is the trumpet by Miles Davis. So I recommend this album. is my random pick, and I hope that people get excited about Miles Davis. Um, if you want to talk about Miles later in the show, we'll do Miles as well, because I think he's really important to you know to the next band that we're we're going to be bringing up. I think he's a strong strong influence. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my random pull. So get you some Miles Davis. Um, I love it. And so it's very exciting to uh, be here and uh, be doing the show uh, with you guys on Twitch. I hope you guys are having fun taking a break from your video games and listening to us blab about vinyl and rock and roll and all kinds of music because we love it so much. And I bust balls with my co-host because he deserves it and he's a good dude and he knows all about music and he's been in the field of music for a long time and production and security and all kinds of stuff. And so, um, and he's a great comedian and everybody, Jeffrey Paul in the building. Hey. Come on, Jeffrey. What's up, buddy? Happy uh, <laughs> New Year. This is our first show of the year, man. Is it really? Oh, man. First show I, of, of 2021. That's good. And it went it went off, uh, you know, pretty bad. I, I couldn't see those pictures. So I guess you guys could see them. I couldn't see them. No, no, weird. we couldn't see them. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like, I'm as long gonna... as somebody saw them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for the post-production. I was really excited. I was like, I got these pictures. It's going to be funny. And then I, you know, I get, nobody could see them. But good to see you, man. Happy New Year. This has been a Thank crazy you. year. Crazy year already. I feel like it's, uh, <sighs> you know, it's everybody was like, 2020, man, come to glad this is over. And then this, and then we start 2021 just like this is unbelievable. Six, six days in, right? We didn't even get through a whole week. It's really, uh, really, really one of those crazy things. But I'm glad you're healthy, and uh, here we are. So what's uh, who are we talking about today? What album are we pulling out today? What's going All on? All right, so today, man, we're going to talk about some some guys that are from my neck of the woods. They're in my backyard. Uh, we're talking about the 1988 debut album by the band Living Color. Wow. Living yeah, Color. Vivid, man. There it is. Um, <laughs> This is a band of Vernon Reed on guitar uh, from Staten Island. Uh, also, I mean, we, listen, me and Vernon have a lot of common. We're from Staten Island. We both attended NYU. Uh, so it's uh, me, me and Vernon Reed. Uh, you also got Corey Glover in there, who uh, who's a singer. But other people may remember him as Francis in the movie Platoon. He was the guy. Yeah. Politics, man. Politics. That was Corey <laughs> Glover. Uh, and I'll tell you a funny story about that. And uh, Will Calhoun on drums. And Muzz Scullings uh, was the bass player on this album. And then later on, Doug Wimbush uh, replaces him. But um, yeah, this is, man, there's a lot of diversity in musical styles on this album. Um, 
debut album. This is, you know, people say, hey, they're black rock and roll band. Yeah, they're rock and roll and they're somewhat metal, but they're also funk and hip hop and pop. Uh, and there's uh, there's all those tracks represented on this album. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, this is going to be a weird one for me today because I have uh, I have a lot to say about um, the this band in general. But um, that, you know, um, yeah, it's a lot going on in this band. Um, I don't you know, I wonder how you feel about the album as a whole, because I have a lot to, to say about it. Um, you know, it's weird with this band. Some might say this is one of the greatest rock bands that ever got their due. Some would say it's a one hit wonder. You know, there's a lot to be said about this band. There's nothing to take away from the talent. Um, I feel the um, I feel it was a mismanaged band. I feel there was too why much going on. Why, why I, I feel like there was too much going on with this album. Um, there's mm. a lot. I feel like I the cult of personality is a flawless rock song. It's it's just, it's the greatest song ever. And I feel like I don't know. I was listening to it today, and I'd felt this way when I listened to it before. Where you know Ed Stasium was the producer, and he did a lot of stuff with the Ramones, uh, Motorhead, and you know Talking Heads. So he's a great producer. I don't know. I just feel like I just really there's no reason why this band should not be a household name. Like Agreed. this band should be a household name, and it's they're and they're not for a lot of reasons. And but you know I just feel so I got a lot to say. I want to hear you kind of go through the tracks, and we can kind of like you know kind of like talk it hash it out. But I just feel like this this band breaks my heart because I because I feel it could have been one of the greatest rock bands of all time, and I feel like it just took a wrong it took a weird turn in either production or management or something. But I just feel like this is an interesting album because it's like like you said, there's a lot of styles going on. But I wondered if that was if that hurt them instead of helping them. Well, I, let's start with the first track, uh, okay. which, you know, unless you lived under, under a rock, there's no way no one's ever heard Cult of Personality. It's, you know, Probably one best crowd. video, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it one best video in, uh, in 1988. Uh, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, this was CM Punk's entrance music. Uh, this song achieved great commercial success. Uh, it has one of the, the most memorable opening riffs or any riff uh, yeah, I'm going to use a, a term that you hate, Dustin, but it applies here. Uh, an insane, underrated guitar solo and an underrated guitarist in Vernon well, Reed. The I, guy, the guy yeah, I feel this song got its due. I feel this song definitely got its due because it was everywhere. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Maybe part of the problem is when you come out of the gate, they're strong. You know, it, it, maybe, you know, there's there's other really great tracks on this album. Yeah. Um, but how do you follow up this? This is like their free bird. This is their stairway. I mean, this is by far the best yeah. track. And I've listened to for them for years. And, other, and yeah. I think that third album is, is excellent. Also, nothing comes close to cult of personality. Yeah. Um, I felt like, I don't know the reason I, you know, will, you know, I feel that it's a producer situation as well, where I feel like, you know, they did a cover of should I stay or should I go now? Like that, like they, you know, so they were all over the place musically. Um, so I feel like, um, yeah, it's a producer thing where I think it, they should have been pushed more towards songs like Curl's personality. And I know there is a free bird. Yeah. But Leonard Skinner has 10 other songs that are pretty much up to par. So I feel like this band does not have like a catalog, like those bands you mentioned, like stairway or whatever. I mean, Led Zeppelin has a whole bunch of other songs where I feel this band kind of has this song that they kind of hold on to. And I'm sure there's more music that I 
personally would, you know, the, the fact that you said the third album was good, I'll check it out. It's like, I just couldn't get past. And I, you know, what I want to, I'm going to wait to, to talk about where I think the songs go wrong. I, you know, go ahead and do the, do the track list because I, I know where it happened. I know exactly what happened to this band and um, I know what the song was and I know where it took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Just, I think, you know, okay. I think, I think, uh, the 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 song that should have followed this out of the gate is the song Middleman. I thought Middleman is a, good a, song. Is, it's a good song. Is a great song, great baseline, little fusion of rock, funk, pop, uh, another uh, one of these great crunching riffs. Uh, Corey sounds amazing. It's a great rock tune. I think if those two songs had come out of the box uh, back one and two, I think that would have been, uh, it, it, it may have caught on bigger, but instead they went, and this is a good song too. Uh, I like open letter to, uh, a landlord. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I, well, I was just gonna say, yeah, I loved it too when I was, you know, 18 or whatever, but, uh, listening to it now, it's like, I feel like that was kind of a, that was a, that was a song that was like, you know, when like good, good rock bands try to do a, a ballad or something. I feel like it's what ruined Guns N' Roses and stuff. It's like, you know, they try to try to do something that's a little more broad. It wasn't a straight up ballad, though. I mean, it's not. I didn't say it was. That's not what I, it's not what I said at all. I just meant like some <laughs> bands that will they do that? Where they'll take like they'll take a ballad. I feel like this song was made not a ballad, but it was definitely kind of a slower you know, kind of momentum to what they were doing with Cult of Personality. It's kind of a more of a, you know, maybe girls would like this song, even though it's not a love song. It's like a little, and it's, it's a good song. It's lyrically, it's about, you know, rent and not being able to, you know, people taking your building down literally and living That's in the limits. hood. And yeah, it's all that. And I get what it is. I just feel like it's, uh, I don't know, like you said, it's just so hard to follow that song, but I feel like they could have tried. I don't think, you know, it's like, and it was also, you know, it's also the eighties. <laughs> so a lot of times people are trying to do what everybody else is doing. And, uh, you know, I think it's what hurt the, you know, that song is good. It's got, it, once, once they stop doing the, the chorus, that song is fantastic. You know, once, once you get out of, you could tear a building down, you know, once you, you get like rid that. of that, oh, <laughs> drives me like insane. It. but once they start jamming, it's oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And every song on this album, when they're not singing, you know, like Cult of Personality is phenomenal. But besides that, it's like the other songs. I just really enjoy the jam riffs. And so, you know, they should have been more of a tool band, I think. You know, they could have they that the route they could have taken or just straight up rock. But, you know, but that song's OK. But, you know, it's the fact that this the producer produced Motorhead and then he gave us, you know, the landlords. I don't know. I just feel I don't know. I feel like they could have done way more with this band. But, I, th uh, I think Vernon is such such a he, he's such an incredible guitarist. He, I mean, he he's he's technical. He's fast. He's 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 entertaining. I mean, he really he, he really he really is a standout uh, in this band. Uh, another song that that well, I like. I mean, what, and, and go again, we're gonna say that. I was just gonna bring in. Let's bring in Adam on this. We need we need a third party. Uh, Adam Holtz, our uh, producer, uh, sidekick of the show. Bring How's it going? In. What's up, buddy? Hey, Adam. Going on, there he is, handsome devil. <laughs> All right, um, go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah. So I was gonna say, you, you know, it's 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 great that you brought up uh, Miles Davis to start the show, and I think Funny Vibe kind of falls kind of like in a in that Miles Davis, you know, uh, kind of uh, 
type of music where it is free form. It is, there's a lot improvised. You got a little hip hop in there. You got uh, guest appearances by Chuck D and Flavor Flav. And it's a real anti-racism song. I think it's a song that's really ahead of its time. And again, man, anytime Vernon goes off, the song is instantly great. It's instantly listenable. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Adam? How do you feel about um, the band and the album? Well, I think um, so. When I got I, I the so Vivid came out in '88, and that was uh, I actually got it on cassette when I was ten, and um, you know, really, it was just cult of personality, and that was even still like I I hadn't listened to the album since probably you know the late '80s, and that's all I can remember from that album was cult of personality. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed listening to it. Um, I think they were stand out. Yeah, you know, I think they were a band that was really, you know, kind of in search of an identity. Yes, and, um, absolutely. You know, the ones that really stood out, uh, Funny Vibe definitely stood out because it was more of a, it was more of the outlier on the album. The uh, um, What Memories Can't Wait, the Talking Heads cover as right. well. And um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know which song you're going to say that, that, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll let, let's, hold let, yeah, let's, hold off, let's hold off on, on so, Dustin's song. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that one, that one bothered me also. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, can I throw yeah. one more good song in there from this album? Please. Why'd you, yes, guys, why'd you guys think of desperate people? I think that's, I remember that one. Good. Give me I, the I thought that was a great it. song also. What's the harmony uh, of it? Yeah, uh, dusty people. Bum, 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 yes, bum, yes, that's bum, a good one. Okay. That was yeah. decent. Yeah, I, I see. I th- for me, if I'm gonna pick four songs that I love off the sound, would have been Cult of Personality, Middleman, Funny Vibe, Desperate People. That's the order that, in fact, I wrote it out in. That that like for me, that would have been the perfect side one. Um, I do like Open Letter to a Landlord and. Memories can't wait. Yeah, it's it's not it's not terrible. It's a weird uh, uh, arrangement of from from the original, but um, not bad. Uh, Dustin, it's this. I think it's the song that you hate is the connection. <laughs> what? Okay, because I used to see. I used to have to see um, this band on the on this tour um, every night. They Still were the opening tour? act. Yeah, and I, I worked on they were the opening act on that on on a bunch of shows, and in fact, um, every time uh, you know what I would do is I would be with the band and we'd be driving in like a uh, like a golf cart, and be- before you know they would get on the stage, I you know I, I would I, you know I walked with Corey, and before he would go on, I would go politics, man, politics, <laughs> and you know, and you know we, we we shook hands and we and they go out and they they do their thing and they were great and they were they were playing like uh, stadiums. Yeah, we're good. I saw them with the Cotton Bowl with uh, with the Stones that, on that tour. And yeah, they were phenomenal. But I don't remember anything but Cold Personality. You know, that's the only song <laughs> I remember <laughs> because everybody went crazy when they played that song, and then it was kind of like it petered out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I'm curious if anybody. I don't know if anybody's out there in the Twitch land, but uh, I'm curious if anybody know if you know this band, give us a shout out. And if you have a um, a, a living color song that's a favorite song that's not cult personality, could you please let us know what song that would be? And how do you feel about what we're saying? Do you feel like this? This band had too much going on, or we're curious. We'd love some feedback from anybody that's out there in Twitchland. But 
Yeah, it's. Uh, should we go ahead and get to the song? Or are you going to? Go, go, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you take okay. that one. <laughs> well, actually, I got, okay. I got one more thing on here. Um, sure. I, I think one of the places where they went wrong was following cult personality with "I Want to Know," which just seemed like such a hokey song after such a fiery. Like I mean, cult personality is one of the greatest hard rock openers it ever. Is. It is, and it, it, I I mean, it had a you know I was eighteen or whatever, so it, it had a lot to do with kind of just my mindset, and you know, and then you have the JFK quote, the thing, yeah. you're just like, ah, and it's just like it's it's a perfect rock song, it really is. I think it's top one hundred, it's fantastic, but it's just you know, yeah, it is, it is hard to follow, and sometimes you know, it's like, and it's weird how it's like I don't I don't know if it, I don't know if it makes a difference on an album. Maybe it did back then. I don't know. You know, I think uh, as far as placement, you know, it was like last week we talked about Joan Jett or we before or whatever, but Joan Jett's, you know, I Love Rock and Roll was the first song and uh, that was her biggest hit. And so it's, you know, it's kind of, a, it's a weird thing because you want people to kind of get hooked into your band early. You know, you don't, you know, cause sometimes I listen to music and you got to get, you know, six songs in and then you're like, oh, that's a good song. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it was a marketing, you know, like that. And then, they had, you know, this, let's just talk about it. Glamour Boys. Yep. Um, it was this song Produced that by was Mick Jagger. Was it really? Wow. Yeah, I could, and that's, you and know, that's the connection for them yeah. to be on the tour. Yeah, Mick Jagger's fantastic. And, you know, he definitely knows what he's talking about. And but and I feel like there's a sense of humor about this song that was I'm making fierce. fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they were and they were it was their attempted humor. And so it really was. They were making fun of probably, you know, guys you know in Staten Island and you yeah, know, pretty boys. Yes, I agree with yeah, that. Pretty boys and like tight jeans and the Jordash jeans with the collars popped up. And you know, it's like there was this thing of, you know, this type of guy, this jock, this, you know, kind of like cool guy wannabe or whatever. As you're singing rock. about it in body glove uh <laughs> outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, I rock, with, 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 I rock pack, driving with a pack yeah. of grapes in your pants. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like this this guy. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate a band, you know, kind of going after the humor and stuff. But, you know, when you establish yourself like, you know, with such a strong kind of political message and a hard rock vibe with cultural personality. So sometimes it's it's. What happened? Oh, Jay, I think you're. uh your things on um so yeah so it's it's hard to kind of like you know kind of tap into that song and the video ruined the song because they would not stop playing the video and and the video was this the most ridiculous thing ever because it had them with these big big uh like mask on and so all i remember is these big plastic masks and they were trying to be like you know ken dolls or something and they were walking around and it just i mean it, it was they played it on the hour and so it was just like it was just driving me insane and you know and so it was like one of those things where it's just like i felt like i don't know it took the rock out of them and then the fact they try to sue living color and like uh the tv show in living color and like there was a lot going on in there it just felt their rock and roll kind of like it, it separated from them and i think that's why like sometimes it's like like Lemmy from Motorhead. He never separated from his rock and roll. Like he just he became he was this icon, you know. Ozzy even, you know, with some of his ballads, I I I you know whatever. But there were still great songs. Where this is like this is one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life, and it was on and it was on a great album. But it's just so bad. And they're trying to be funny, but I don't know they're trying to be funny when I'm 18 and I'm like putting a cassette in my Suzuki Samurai and I, with my long hair and I would just want to i just want to rock out i don't want humor right now <laughs> that's what kennison's for i'm just like i want i want to separate 
separate my rock from my whatever. So anyway, I just feel like this song is really cheesy. It's meant to be funny, but I feel it ruined the band. I felt a lot. Of, I'm a lot of my friends. We were like, what's what happened to this band? Like we just checked out after Glamour Boys. Hmm. You know, I feel you didn't like you didn't like the chorus. Everything. I hate the chorus. It's the worst part. <laughs> it's so bad. And the fierce part. Ugh, they brought us that I'm word. Fierce. They made I'm it. They, they brought oh, that word no to our boy. vocabulary. Hey, Dustin, like, I blame them. Dustin, I ain't no glamour boy. I'm fierce. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's just weird, didn't make, man. He was, I didn't think that was cool. That was no, cool. It wasn't cool. <laughs> it was just like it was weird, man. And it really, I really felt like this band. Think, of, think if Rick Rubin had produced this he album, would not, he wouldn't put it that. Just in there. think about how amazing this album would have been. You know what I mean? Like a guy like that just stepping in and seeing what you're good at and knowing that you're good at everything. Because that's the problem with this band. They're almost too talented because they can do funk, they can do jazz, they can they can do rock, they can do punk, they can do metal, they can do everything. But it's sometimes just because you're good at a lot of stuff. I mean, Prince suffered the same problem. There's a lot of weird Prince albums where you're like, ah, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to listen to. It's genius in some ways, but, you know, not every Prince album is easy to listen to because there's so much talent going on that it's not zeroed in. Whereas Purple Rain is kind of zeroed in or there's, you know, 1999 and whatever. There's certain albums that were it's like the chaos of the genius is kind of channeled in. I think we have anybody it, from Twitchland. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the problem with, with, with the band because I, I think you're right. I think it has to do with marketing of the band. They are all over the place because the song that got you pulled into the band was Cult of Personality, and you want to hear more songs like Cult of Personality, yes. and then you're gonna put in a funny uh a funny vibe and you're gonna put in glamour boys, you're gonna put in you know, it's too much genre. Stick to stick to either you're going to be a heavy rock band, you're going to be a funk band, you could be a band like Fishbone, you know, you could be like that, which is fine oh, too. But yeah, but if they, you, yeah, but I was going to say, if you're, if you're, if you're lane at the beginning is being a, a hard rock, heavy metal band, there probably should have been more songs like that. I, I think that's, I think that's the, hitting the nail on the head. Yeah, I mean, do what got you there, man. Uh, it's, you know, it's like, uh, like, I don't like Guns N' Roses after Appetite for Destruction, you know, like that, that's, you know, they break my heart with all that crap with, you know, coattails and tuxedos and pianos. I'm like, just do what you did, man. Put on the bandana and rock. And so Play bands, some Rocket Queen. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just a weird thing. It's a weird song. Adam, how do you feel about this? What's going on? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, even following up Glamour Boys with uh, what's your favorite color, that theme song that they have there, which was, you know, according to Bernie <laughs> Reed, it was a tongue-in-cheek song, but... I, I, I blame producing, you know, and I blame people just, um, you know, not kind of channeling it and uh but uh, but cult personality is you know if you're gonna have a song i don't have a song like that you know i did i didn't write a song like that and i didn't play a song like that and i and it's it still holds up man you that's the kind of song you listen to five times you know on repeat when you're walking down the street it just really it oh, ramps yeah. you up it's it holds up it you could you, you they could have released that today and it would still sound just as good and so it's uh yeah and it's a theme song for a lot of us you know, that are kind of anti-establishment and everything that's happening. And so it'd be, it's perfect for now. I'll tell you that. And, um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just weird. I think it's hard to follow, you know, it's like you have to, as comedians, you know, sometimes 
like a, a thing that'll happen sometimes like on a show or something like you do a you do a joke that's maybe you play with the crowd and they go crazy or something and then you can't follow the rest of your act and so i know what that means i'm not at this level of 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 this band or anything but i know what it means where you just like you throw something out there that you can't you can't follow yourself sometimes and so you know it's just a weird thing I think another happens. reason why this band isn't a household name is, you know, their second album wasn't as strong. And then I think people started to lose a little bit of interest. But if you check out the third album, Stained, they had a, a song on it called Leave It Alone, which is almost cult of personality light. You know, it's okay. it's not it's not as great, but it is a fucking kick-ass, great, great rock song. Okay, I'll check it out. See, I like I said, I checked out. I haven't listened to Cult of Personality since the Glamour Boys video. So this was the listening to it this week was the first time I've listened to it since '88. So I totally I checked out this that band. video though. I forgot oh about the God. video for Glamour Boys. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it just haunts me in my sleep. It really, it's just horrible. I just had a hard time getting letting go of that. Yeah, I mean, it happens. You know, some bands they they like when a band makes a Christmas album. Sometimes it just they ruins their career like sometimes when you do a song trying to be fun tongue-in-cheek you know just they could have been like a fishbone band did you say that did you say fishbone yes. or did you say me like fish yeah fishbone no, fishbone was... not oh, i hate fish i know i said that's why i said fishbone uh, fishbone's <laughs> great yeah they, they could have been something like that as well and uh yeah I, and i'm gonna go down the wormhole i'm gonna i'm gonna seek out their other music you know i'm not gonna just uh, you know leave it at glamour boys like I, i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna see what else is out there the third album i trust you on that i'll definitely you know check out the stain song and different stuff but yeah yeah i'm sure there's more out there does anybody have any comments out there or no they're like what are you guys old guys talking about <laughs> yeah i mean everybody just talks about cult of personality okay <laughs> and everybody's just like yeah cult is the best and it's comments that we get yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, hey, don't, wow. don't diss on our 12 uh, viewers. All right, Jeff, we need to keep them. Huh. <laughs> Ask them, uh, you know, here's somebody who says they had one song for the album. The rest is filler. So it's not true. Uh, not true. Well, I, I agree with them. Fair and, a regular oh, music huh. person. Jeff, you're not a regular music person. You're you've been around music a long time. If you're just a regular person that's just listening to something on Spotify or, or you know, whatever before that buying music. Yeah, it is fair. If you're a music guy, then you get the genius, you know, of Vernon Reed and all that. But if you're not a music guy, it's easy to miss all that because you just want to hit like, like Colt. It's you know, put on middleman, put on desperate people that both blazing great. Well, you're on. the only guy that thinks that because you you saw them <laughs> live and stuff and you're friendly with them. But uh, nobody else thinks that way. But you oh, listen to it. Listen to it. You tell me. I, I will listen to it, you. but I listened to it. I owned the the, the, the cassette as well. But you, Did know, you recommend I, this album. I mean, I re yeah, I recommend it in a sense that, yeah, it's uh, and I it's, you know, it's the music is amazing. It's just uh, it's just put together wrong. But uh, but yeah, I recommend it. I recommend people knowing who this band is for sure. Yeah, I recommend the album. Um, I recommend you making that choice for yourself, but skip over Glamour Boys. Don't even don't even try. <laughs> don't even give it a second. Like, just go. Nah, uh, nah, I'm not going to do it. Just like have the have the courage to to skip over that one.
I think with Glamour <laughs> Boys, they were trying to get like a, a radio friendly. Uh, yes. Song. And that ruins music. That ruins bands every time when they try to get a friendly radio audience. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Motorhead never did that. They never played Motorhead on the radio. You know, there's never you, did. You know, Maiden never like you did can, it. Made, yeah, nobody. It's like you can do it without that. You don't. You, you don't. You know. You're messing up your fan base when you do that. But uh, you know, you know. But it was cool. I did see them. You know, when they opened for Rolling Stones, and that was that was very exciting. Because I, I was more excited to see them actually. Because my dad went. With my dad, and he was more into the Stones, obviously. And I was just like a young kid, and I was like, ah, oh, this band. And then, you know, like I said, they they I, I think they opened with Cult, and they had a hard time. <laughs> they should have closed with it. And I think they opened with it, and it was like one of those things, just like the album. They opened with it and couldn't follow it. Adam, you ever see uh, Living Color? No, I never saw them. Come on. I, know, I know they've been uh, they've been touring again too, or at <laughs> least uh, I mean a year or so ago they were um, back out there touring. Yeah, they were playing small places. They were playing that. They were playing that place that you played, Dustin. Um, uh, City Winery. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great. That's a great place. Yeah, I would see them. And like you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so crazy for concerts when this is over. You know, when we can actually go see stuff, I'm going to see everybody, even bands I don't like. Yeah. I'm just gonna, <laughs> oh, there's a concert. I'm going. It's like, oh, somebody's playing live. I'm there. I don't care. You can be the shittiest band ever. I'm going to be there. I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm going to support live music when this is I over for sure. I just I, I'm really I've been jonesing. That was my thing. I would go to. I would go to bands. I didn't even know who they were when I'm on the road. I'd be like, oh, I don't know who this is. And I go in and listen, whatever. So it's like, I really miss that so much, you know, and there's a lot of good jazz clubs in New York and smalls and some of these places that are great. And that, you know, obviously we can't do that as much, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I would love to see them live. I do. I do the same thing. I was in uh, Connecticut uh, right before the pandemic in October. And uh, again, I, I, I was doing like a Friday and Saturday and there was nothing, you know, I was like, let's see, I don't have to really be home for anything. So I, uh, for Sunday, so Sunday night, there was a concert. There was um, Hootie and the Blowfish and Bad Naked Ladies. And I was like, fuck it. I'll stay in Connecticut until uh, Monday, make the whole weekend out of it. And we went to go see, uh, Hootie and and Ben Naked Ladies. And you know what? Much better show than I thought it was gonna be. Was Darius, was he in it? This yeah. Darius oh, was, is okay. in it. And they okay. opened up with uh, my favorite song by them, uh Anna so Lee. He was, and, so he was doing his solo stuff and the band stuff. Like he was yeah, like, yeah, touring he, with both. He did okay. a wagon wheel. Um okay, cool. was no, they were so much better than I thought they were gonna be. So much better. I remember one time I was in, uh, I think this is one of my last things I was in. I it was Boston or somewhere. I think it was Boston. I was there for the festival and stuff. And so I was kind of like, I uh, did a show and I was walking around and there was like a house of blues. And, uh, you know, I figured, you, you know, they had some band, the line was around the corner and uh, the kids were young though. They were young. And I was like, ah, you know, but maybe it's like a young kind of, you know, like a Gary Clark Jr. kind of thing. Like, you, you know, you're thinking, I, I don't know who the band is. I look at the name. I can't even tell you what the name of the band was. And I was like, okay, but they, I go, they got to be playing a guitar. It's got to be some blue. It's a house of blues. And so I get a ticket and, and people are like scalping tickets. Like it's really hard to get into. So I go in there and I uh, look around and everybody's like 22. And I'm like, okay, this is all right. Not what I expected for a blues audience. And then the show starts and there's two guys with Max. And, <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, God. and they're just like pushing their, you know, Mac buttons and people go bananas, you know, like it was like, it was, a, you know, they had like, 
you know, visuals and like it was a rave thing or whatever. It was fun, but it was, you know, it's not what I expected at all. And it was just like, and then I was the oldest guy there and nobody wants to be that guy, you know, no. <laughs> like I had earplugs <laughs> in my pocket. I was ready. Like, you don't, you don't want to be the guy that's, you know, that. so I was looking around people just thought my, my kids were here. And so it was, it was definitely fun. I'd never seen one of those where the kids just pushing the buttons, but you know, whatever. So you got to take a risk. You never know what you're going to get. Well, yeah, it's very true. I remember one time I was in Memphis. This is years and years ago, Dustin. Okay. I'm in Memphis. I'm a young guy and uh, I'm with, uh, who, who my, who's my wife now. And, you know, at the time we're just dating and we stop in this place to grab some beers and some, some chicken wings. And it's really, they're really spicy. And we're having a great time with, with, with drinking beer and having, and a, uh, a band goes on and, the uh the guitar player was and i couldn't i met, i had told you this one before and i couldn't believe you knew who the guy was mason ruffner oh nice and he i mean he is such a great guitarist and then a, i think maybe a year and a half later i wind up getting a, a job at cbs records and guess who's getting signed is mason ruffner oh that's so cool did you tell him you saw him I never, no, I never, I, I never got the chance to meet him when uh, oh. he was recording. I think he recorded the album down in Nashville, and I worked at uh, Black Rock on Fifty uh, Second uh, Street. What I used to do was I used to uh, deal with all. I was like the go between between uh, our financial department and the artists. So I oh, dealt nice. with a lot with like you know uh, the music. I was like always on the set of Saturday Night Live and Letterman because a lot of those guys who played in the band they yeah. they played on other people's albums. So for a young guy i mean i'm talking like i'm maybe 22 years old i i had the power to like i can make sure you get paid next week or i can bury nice. your invoices and make sure you get paid in six weeks i so like it the money nice. man <laughs> hey uh adam can we ask yep. uh i would be curious of our viewers who's your favorite band that you saw live like what's one of your best concerts out there to the twitch people uh, if anybody what's what's one of your uh favorite concerts that you saw live or who do you continually see live that you love um, just curious, uh, what kind of live band stuff, you know, you guys are into and anybody come on, help us out here. Help us out <laughs> with the flow of the show. <laughs> well, let's see. Jay dies a lot says Weezer and tenacious D. Oh, nice. Ah, you should wow. listen to our episode about Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> we talked <laughs> Weezer. That's cool. Yeah, we did. That was a fun one. And tenacious D. I would love to see that. I would love to see Tenacious D. I mean, that's that, that's a and that's a combination of very talented guys that can kind of like, you know, they can work in the humor thing and it works because they're great, man. They're really talented. I don't know. Adam, you, how do you feel about them? Are you into Tenacious them D? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I'm not too familiar with them. It's Jack Black. The, Jack and, Black. And yeah, yeah, but but I haven't really heard any of their stuff. Um you know, it's they've good. always why, been on my list. I just haven't gotten around yeah, to it. It's a, check out their album. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if they're sure they have a few, but one, I just one of them I remember being pretty good. It's like he's got a great rock voice. It's like uh, Jack Black. Like you don't yeah. think it because he's such a you know a, a character actor and stuff, and you know, but he's he's got a really good rock voice. Did you ever hear him do um, more than words? Him and Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I might have saw that oh, clip. Oh, YouTube yeah. it, man. Yeah, he, they, I they think recreate I, yeah, I saw the video, it. and he sings it. Uh, it's not like he's a good sing. singer. He's a really Holy good singer. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm not a huge yeah. Jack Black fan, but he, you, you know, he, his singing voice is pretty much undeniable. It is a good voice. 
Yeah, he's like a he's like a John Belushi man. He can just kind of do everything, but he's definitely you know one of those guys. But uh, yeah, but he's he loves metal, and you know they just kind of made this band I think to be funny, and they were actually pretty talented. So we got anything else? Yeah, we, we got, got Allison Chains is another one here. Ah, uh, there's Jeff's stuff. You like Allison Chains, don't you? I do like Jeff Allison Chains. Man, Wood is like one of my favorite. Have you seen songs. them live? I never saw them. Anybody live? What? And then that's one of their favorite bands to see live. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fact, Wu-Tang. I never saw, Wu-Tang's them, I never saw Aerosmith. I don't oh, think Wu-Tang? I saw them. Wu-Tang's another one. I, yeah. Yeah. I saw Wu-Tang. them. I, I saw them with um, Rage Against the Machine. Nice. That's the that's show a that I was working. That was nuts. That's a great show. I saw um, Rage was great. I saw that they were at MetLife. I think I saw them. It was Beastie Boys. Um, rage and bad religion. That was the kick-ass Jesus show. Oh, wow. There wasn't wow. one man, there wasn't one dude at that concert wearing a shirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just tats and nipples waiting to fight. Like it was just like, I mean, it was I'd never been around that ever. Like I've been in mosh pits, I've been to CBGBs, I've been, you know, crazy. But to see that many dudes like that just revved up, like was I mean, it was intense. Testosterone to another level. Like I never seen it. It was it was pretty great actually. But uh, yeah, we yeah, have Michael Hugo here says that was a killer show and Rage was phenomenal. Oh, you saw that show? That's my buddy Michael. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, did ask him if he's at Mike. Did you see him in Utah? Let's see what else we got. Um, oh, okay. yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a little, he's a little ADD. He probably he's he's on he's on Pornhub right now. Right, he, he left <laughs> he left the show. We appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for tuning in again. He he was here for the Prince episode. But uh, yeah, that go ahead. Anything else? Yeah, uh, let's see. Mad Dabin says uh, Backstreet Boys, and he's <laughs> like, for real with that. But <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Backstreet Shit on the Boys. Backstreet Boys, man. Don't show the Backstreet Boys. Boys. I like uh, who's what's the what's the band the boy band with um with Mark Wahlberg's brother what's that one oh, oh Mark, uh, Mark new kids the funky the, brunch no no no, no, no uh, new kids on the block new kids on oh, the block yes yeah. new kids I remember I I was uh you know I was teen 18 17 whatever and uh I had a girlfriend and her her sister um we had to take we took her to the concert and it was like Oh my God. It was phenomenal. Like I'd never heard, you know, little girl screams like that in my life. I mean, it must've been what the Beatles was like. I mean, these girls were just going crazy for this band. And it was just like, and all these dads were just like, Oh my God, I can't believe we're here. Just, just like with they the play little girls giant stadium. Crazy. Yeah. They, they were huge. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, uh, that's Timberlake, right? No. Yeah. No, no. Timberlake is in sync. In sync. Yeah. I mix, I mix up my boy bands, even though I still dress like a boy band guy. I, <laughs> I forget which boy band is which. <laughs> which oh, you're is definitely a good thing. AJ a good in, thing. Uh, in, in sync. Oh, I'm, I'm the edgy guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, I'm always the edgy guy. <laughs> you're the, the guy, guy you're like, you're the motorcycle guy in a mo. <laughs> Ped band, hey. you know. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I locked into that in you know twelfth grade. I, you know, that's that's what you do. Like, like Dustin would be in the boy band, but he had like the chain coming out of his, his jeans. You know, be the guy that gets boots. arrested at some point. <laughs> I bring the whole band down with me. <laughs> that's then, like, all. You know, a couple of the dads and the brother go, "Hey, you know that guy's not that bad. I can, I can dig him." Anything else from the Twitch guys? Any? 
Favorite concerts, favorite concert moments. No, just uh, Mad Dabin says that uh, Backstreet Boys, they dance good. So <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> yeah, do. but are they phenomenal dancers? Right. You know, because <laughs> Jeff is a phenomenal dancer. Is that your moves? Oh, is that good? You're going to have to do the robot. You do shoulders. Do the robot? Yeah, I don't do shoulders. I do, do like... I did pop I, I'm, I'm popping now. I'm popping. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pop on a screen. There's not a lot of, you can't see the arms. Yeah. Those of you that don't know, I, uh, Jeff said he was a phenomenal dancer. So um, we're going to have a dance off one of these days. Yeah. So as soon as and I the, get over this bronchitis, I will. Yeah. We're going to have to see It's going to be sponsored by Ben Gay and CBD oil, but we're going to have a dance <laughs> off <laughs> and a leave pain medicine. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be popping the leaves and like, as I'm we lock and pop. As we lock and pop, we All got right, uh, um, oh, we got a couple more. We got uh, the Eagles, uh, and we also have uh, the Joshua Eagles. Tree tour. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. Um, uh, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. The Eagles uh, was one of those shows I worked. Uh, it was, you know, th that was a, a great tour. Uh, I, that what year was, was this? Oh my god! Um, it's had to be in the early nineties. This is. This had to be after Hell Freezes Over. And then they came out with a tour and believe the opening act on it. I mean, everything is a blur sometimes. It, it, I'm pretty sure the opening act was Counting Crows. Okay. I think I'm, I, I could be blending it with a with the Stones tour as well. But I, but I remember working. And this is the thing that was was great about the Eagles. You didn't earn your money. It was the easiest gig you ever got, especially if you were like, because I, I uh, was in charge of the pit. And nobody yeah. was ever getting out of their seats or there was nothing that you had to worry about. In fact, I would work with their management and basically they would just wanted our guys to just kind of like sit there and watch the show and enjoy it. Yeah, that's um, the thing. When you have middle aged audience members, you know, it's <laughs> there's not a lot of, you know, I yeah, I, I go to concerts like ACDC is like that. You go to ACDC concert and it's like you could leave your jacket on the on the seat and then come back. And it's right. There's a lot of divorced dads with their kid. So trying to, you know, but it's, yeah, and, it's, and it's Joshua it's, Trey. I, I saw they, they just toured on that album uh, recently and I went with, uh, you, you know, uh, Alan Fuchs. Another sure. uh, very Canadian, funny comic. Yeah, uh, yeah, Alan and I went to go see that, and I gotta tell you, that was one. That was a show that I thought was much better than I thought it was gonna be. Much, much yeah. better. Yeah, they're good. You know, they're a good band. I feel like um, I enjoyed U two as a kid. You know, um, I kind of grew out of them a little bit. I didn't like that whole Apple thing that they did. Like, like they forced <laughs> their music on. <laughs> I was like, really? We get, we have to listen to this now. It's like, yeah, that that that's another. That was a bad PR move. I don't know who thought that was going to be a good idea. That's a dumb, dumb idea. Because um, nobody. That's the thing with rock and roll. Nobody wants it pushed on us, you know. But um, I saw the Rattle and Hum. That was a tour I saw, and uh, that was a pretty good tour. I was with BB King. I was there. I was there in uh, in Fort Worth. Um, I believe that's where that footage is from. And we were when there. I mean, you can't. See, you can't. Yeah. Well, you can't see us, but we no, you know, were all there. You, I saw There's you. a guy with a crutch, you, you, and I'm like right dancing. behind him. You were dancing. I was dancing because I'm a phenomenal <laughs> dancer. But uh, <laughs> you two, you is one of those bands that like we've talked about them before, where I feel like you know they were just uh, a great band and uh, got a little overplayed in my opinion. But you know, especially Joshua Tree. But uh, you know, they can't help it that, that people love that song you know love that music so much you know i was watching a bg's documentary and you know i felt like you know the bgs had the same problems times. 
the Bee Gees so had the same problem where it's just like they kind of got overplayed. And it's just like sometimes when a culture is kind of into what you're doing and, you know, it's like I'm sure it's as an artist, you can't control that. It's a beautiful thing because, you know, you're getting paid, you're getting the music out there. But I think you uh, two is kind of the same problem. They just played that album over and over. Now, every time I go to Rite Aid, they play it. And that's, you know, <laughs> it's totally- I got a question for the two of you. What was what was a concert that either one of you saw that you wouldn't think that Dustin or Adam went to that show? Like, Who are you talking you to? Are you talking got, to the Twitch people? No, I'm giving it, I'm, I'm asking both, uh, you, Dustin, I'm asking you, Adam. What was a show that you guys saw that if you gave me 10 guesses, I'm never going to guess that you saw this band? Oof. Well, back. Uh, what was that? What did I say? Oh, New Kids on the Block. New, New Kids, Kids on the Block. block. That was yeah. the one. I mean, I can't really top that one. Um, that was probably the one. Oh, I can. I can think of one that you'll never guess. Um, what am I supposed to do? Tell you or give you hints? Yeah, tell us. No, I'm not going to guess. Oh, I can't Kenny guess Loggins. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. I uh, saw uh, Kenny Loggins concert. Oh, <laughs> um, right, right. Nobody worry about me. Danger zone. Danger zone. Those are two big hits for that dude. Uh, yeah, he kind of nailed the 80s movies uh, soundtracks. Um, yeah, I, I think my, but it's the first time I saw a stand-up comedian. Um, it was, uh, we won tickets, I think. Uh, my mom won tickets uh, in Texas. KBIL was a big pop station. And Kenny Loggins tickets. And my, me and my brother went. And uh, I think if you might have had three tickets to somebody else. And he, Mario Joyner was the comedian. Oh, sure. Yeah. I yeah, remember Mario he, was like, he was a big MTV comedian guy at the time. Yeah. And, uh, he opened the Chris show. Rockets. He opened the show. It was the first time I'd ever seen a comedian. That's weird. It was like, yeah, it was just, uh, well, that happens quite a few. Well, it didn't happen a lot. but I only saw it once. I've seen it a few times. I've been the comedian. I opened for lots of bands, but, you know, I feel like it, it happens sometimes. You know, back hey, in the you, day, that's how they always did it, you know, like Vegas and stuff, you know. I remember one time you, uh, a band opened for you, a big, a big, uh, a big, like, 50s band oh opened for you God. in a high one school of the gym. top worst gigs all time. It's like this <laughs> Jeffrey Paul production. <laughs> he, he calls me up and says, I got this gig, and I'm a whore. I'll do anything for 200 bucks. And so, <laughs> so, I like and how you I, still remember. I, and, oh, yeah. It was like, well, it was, it was fun. It was just hilarious because of like, and I, you know, it's like, it's, here's the thing with comedy and music. It, it's, it rarely works. Um, I've, I think I told the story where I played rancid, like open for like, this is like a festival thing and we had to follow them. And then in the middle of it, not only did we have to follow rancid, then rancid said they had free pizza in their tent. And it was like, a, and then all the kids just ran off. But the thing is with music, it's like, you just, comics should never follow music. It should always be comedian and then music because it just it never it never works it's like we have a very hard time with it but uh yeah that gig was bad it was a doo-wop band we had to follow that's a doo-wop right. band that's right it's like a very like you know you could tell it was like everybody knew them so it was kind of like the staten island family love and they were like yeah it's like jeff is you know tony's still up there playing drums and like so it was like <laughs> it's like all this love support and then you had the worst lineup ever it was like me and i was just not meant for this crowd and it was like gino visconti and it was like we all they hated all of us we all bombed. It was it was just like this worst thing. And here's the deal. You had two choices. You could either get on the stage 
which was I, it felt like 50 feet tall. Like it was it just was. like, a, you know, like high school, <laughs> a high school stage in, a, in an auditorium is always way too tall to do comedy. I've done a few and it never goes right. Or you could just be on the basketball court and just like talking to the crowd, like literally right at their table. So that was the two choices. And we and we chose to be on the uh, on the basketball court. And it was a bad idea. And this old one to old lady was like plugging her ears. And it was just like, oh, it was good times. But what I wouldn't do to have that gig right now. Uh, <laughs> I would love that. I would kill for that gig. All right, Adam, take us out. Take us out, buddy. All right. Um, let's see. We got a bunch of reissues coming up on uh, Friday. And I got one for Jeff here. And it's also, it ties into the new season of Cobra Kai. Because it's, um, D, uh, D. Snyder made an appearance there. Uh, Twisted Sister, come out and play. 35th anniversary vinyl. Okay, all right. Mm. Come mm. out and play. <laughs> is that the one that the Fuck. Warriors that the Warriors opening of the Warriors? Yeah, it's the, or the the Warriors. Oh my the, God, the start. That's a that's a bad album. That's on Cobra Kai. <laughs> is it well, really? D, uh, no, D. Snyder Wait, is. Uh, they go see D. Snyder. D. Snyder, yeah. Oh, D. Snyder's on the show. Yeah. Yeah. D, oh, Johnny oh, goes he, to a D. Snyder concert. Okay. Oh, I got you. Oh, that's hilarious. I love Twisted Sister. One of my, I mean, when I was in eighth grade, that's my entire wall was covered with Twisted Sisters. Nice. Thing. Also, I loved it. And then Can't Stop Rock and Roll. And uh, I remember this. I remember, um, well, Can't Stop Rock and Roll is fantastic. And then I love Stay Hungry. And then I remember I'd gotten in trouble. Um, I, uh, I had to go to like a, you know, like one of those when you skip school or whatever, they send you to a, 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 like a detention, detention school, They're like a school though. Like it's like where all the other detention kids are not like a Saturday, like the whole, like for a week. And so I did say it was a whole big deal. I think I got caught with a six pack in the parking lot. It was a whole thing. And so, <laughs> so it's a really low point. So my mom picks me up and I remember she bought me that CD, the uh, come out and play or whatever. And she put it in and I was like, what is this? It was like, it was, <laughs> it was like doo-wop stuff on there and stuff. Cause he's a big doo-wop guy. Right. Like he loves well, kind of 50, the 50s music. Single- the single was leader of the pack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that's what I mean. Do up, whatever that is. Sucked. Yeah. Leader oh, of that the was, pack. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. don't do that. And oh, the, the video <laughs> on that was also really cheesy. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's another what band are you doing? That, that's like, you know, they made so much money on Stay Hungry. So I don't really know what I can't say much about them, but I really wish they had taken more of a, you know, kind of no makeup vibe to their to their rock but whatever they were great uh yeah, they, they great took a motley crew approach they were they were neck and neck with motley crew yeah i think they should have took more of a motorhead vibe they opened for motorhead too and <laughs> england motorhead you know there's a the, the kind of the rock of rock like they're you can you can base a lot off of motorhead because they did it right they never cheesed out they never changed their sound to to adapt they just fucking were they were punk rock man they're like i don't know i just think there's something great about them. there's there's not a there's not a bad motorhead song they did some weird covers too louie louie but that's actually pretty it's kind of fun but Anyway, anything else, Adam? Sorry. I yeah, get, we got uh, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Purple <laughs> uh, from 94. Oh, what, a, what an album. What yeah. an album. Yeah, I mean, you That's got Vaseline, you got Interstate Love favorite. Song, you got Big, uh, Big Empty. Out of all that grunge stuff, because I missed it, because I was in South America being a missionary, so I come back and, like, 
93 and all this shit was happening. And that's, that's the only band I really like when it's with the, one of the, I mean, you know, really, really like is the, uh, is, you know, stone temple pots. I love his voice. I love velvet revolver as well, just because of him. He's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, those first three albums were fantastic from yeah, uh, such a good, such a good bit. Yeah. That's, that's mine. Like at Nirvana, Pearl Jam mm-hmm. genius, blah, blah, blah. But I really like stone temple. That's, that's the band I'll listen to more. I'll, I'll, you know, respect those other bands, but Stone Temple, I listen to that shit over and over. Agreed. Agreed. Great band. Very underrated. Yeah. They got okay um, for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they bought enough heroin for a lifetime. <laughs> you know, when, when people talk about that genre, they're never like one of the top five bands that you really bring up. It's always like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and Nirvana and Alice in Chains, but, and because maybe because they're West Coast bands, but I mean, Stone Temple Pilots out of New Jersey, and they they got the sound down. And Wyland well, they were, was a phenomenal. They were sexy. They were guy. sexy too. It's like girls liked them. Like it was, yeah. They just they, they're anytime thing things a little broader, but you know, girls liked Eddie Vedder. Did they? I don't know. Yeah, I think, of course they did. He was, he was cute. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> in the 90s i had a, had a had jeff an is a weird guy around. jeff is a weird guy he's a weird guy you, you, don't, no you don't see it coming you don't see oh i do i do i do, I do. i'm getting an idea i'm getting an idea every week i get more and more of an idea all right all right anything else yeah we, we got purchase? the uh let's see we got the superfly soundtrack curtis mayfield ah curtis mayfield is my jam i have shaft i, have, I love all that kind of music man i love it uh, Curtis Mayfield's great. If you if you've seen that, there's a series on HBO. I don't know if it's still on. Forty second, what's it called? A uh, Deuce, Deuce. No, it's not. You know, it's not on anymore. Oh, it's not. Okay, it was a fantastic no, show. It, I, I hate it that it's not on. It was a really good. They depicted the '70s in New York like it was great. Dude, I had. I, they brought me into audition for that for a reoccurring oh, okay. role. Uh, oh wow! And, yeah, and then and, and then, then of course they canceled the show. Eh, that's life, baby. And then COVID happens. But uh, the music, the the, uh, the theme song is Curtis Mayfield on that. Anyway, I just I went down a Curtis Mayfield thing, and uh, there's a lot of great Curtis Mayfield records that everybody should get. There's one that, with J.J. Uh, Walker where he plays a boxer who's like the mob wants him to take a hit and like you know like do a you know, take a hit in the fight or whatever. And so he does a whole soundtrack. I don't know the name of it, but I own it. So anyway, get some Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that it? We got more? We're going to wrap uh, it up. Yeah, we got a new one from uh, Jeff Tweedy, a new uh, solo album of his, Love is the King, which is... Who's uh, Jeff Tweedy? Do I, should the, I know uh, him? Yeah, he's the front man for uh, Wilco. Oh, okay. All right. And Still, um, still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pass on Wilco. Part of this right. show is pretending we know things. <laughs> yeah, no, Wilco, Wilco's fantastic, though. No, I don't like Are Wilco. I don't yeah, like the Fox Trots. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, they're not Talk amazing. to me. I want to get into them. What are they called? Loco? Like crazy? Loco. Spanish? Wilco. 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 How do you spell it? W I L C O. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to get into them. I trust you, Adam. Yeah, check Adam, out. Uh, Adam likes your replacements. He's got to know something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the replacements. And um, yeah. Adam, yeah, check do you like out the Lumineers? No. Good. All right. We can still right. be friends. All right. <laughs> but uh, no, check out Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. That's one of their one of their best. OK, cool. Um, one last thing to the Twitch people. Is there a band that we should be listening to that maybe we're not listening to? Is there a band that you love this band and we should check them out? We should Spotify them immediately or go to a record store and buy music like a real person should. 
let us know before we end the show. We got to start a little late, so we'll go a little late. I'm assuming there's no show behind us. Um, <laughs> this is anybody, a channel that we're anybody? on. Ferris, Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. We got nothing yet. Well, nothing. Nothing. No bands. All right. They checked out. They stopped listening to us. They're like, these old white guys. We're not listening to them anymore. Let's go to your All right, everybody. <laughs> well, it's been a fun show. Uh, get you uh, some vivid uh, living color. And uh, you know what? Give it more of a chance than I gave it back in 88. You know, maybe uh, Glamour Boys will be your song. Maybe it's maybe I'm missing something there. And uh, but Cold Personality is definitely a great one. And uh, and get you some Miles Davis. Uh, kind of Blue is a great where great place to start with Miles Davis. And uh, thank you guys. It was a fun show uh, as always. And uh, so yeah, hang in there. Buy vinyl, support vinyl, and uh, support music. And just be safe out there, guys. Wear a mask. Take care, everyone. <laughs>